0: Welcome back to the show, collaborators. We are so glad that you joined us today. We are covering a topic on compensation and other sensitive issues. And what we're going to do is we're going to share you know, five things that you may not have thought through or considered when you started your business. Or if you don't have a big team yet, five things that are going to help you just really plan out bringing your team in when it comes to compensation and benefits because it's just an area that a lot of us just don't have experience with yet. Um, And so I'm joined here today with my business bestie and co-host Andre Munar.
1: Hello collaborators.
0: And before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that you can get the show notes for this show and any of our shows on our website thecolablife.com. You can also find us on social media on Instagram and Facebook. And we have our free Facebook group where we are posting you know, extra content, extra bonuses in there. It's free to join. We'd love to have you in there. We all need to work together and help each other thrive in the environment and just being small business owners
1: we look forward to seeing you in those groups and before we get started with those five things that you may want to look out for in your business I have a question for you Megan last mm-hmm. time you asked me more of a serious question yeah. and you know you've got a lot of ideas and you've got a lot of <laughs> dreams and hopes and goals which I, don't I love have a lot of
0: ideas
1: <laughs> so I want you to have to narrow this down oh, gosh this is impossible if you could do anything one thing for the rest of your life, what would that be? Like, does it have to, like work, fun, does it matter? I'm going to say work. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see what, you know, what is it that one thing that you feel you would just love to do for the rest of your life?
0: You know, I've really enjoyed, and I think the part that I enjoy the most about the mortgage business, like our main business, and why when we started deciding how we were going to share information, is consulting. I think helping coach people and give them the things that have worked and not worked. I enjoy that part of the mortgage business when I'm talking to people and advising them. I like empowering people to pick their own options, but educating them. And I think that's why doing this podcast was something that appealed to me so much and how much we've enjoyed it because we sit here and think through all these situations that we've seen and if other people listening haven't seen those situations, at least if they could have a heads up that at some point when they have this many employees or even when they have five that they're going to, they're going to get this question and it's going to knock them back on their tail. Right. But if they're ready, so I think that consulting part and sharing the things that we've learned and that I've learned has been, is the part that's most enjoyable and more of what, you know, I'm going into in my career.
1: Yeah. So just to consulting in, in general, whether it's life or business or mortgage or something to do with consulting.
0: Yeah. Just talking to people and sharing, you know, all the crazy things in my head that <laughs> take it or leave it. Here's my advice. And, you know, here's how I handled it or how, what the situation was like. But sharing that information. I think sometimes when people have success, they don't share. They don't share because it's embarrassing, right? It's embarrassing okay. to have employee leave or to go through a difficult period. It's it's embarrassing to get fired like we've talked about on the podcast. It's but for me, if if you're confident in yourself and that you've tried and that you've done everything you can do, I don't want to be embarrassed about it. I want to share it because we all go through different difficult things and it's it's how we all as humans are going to be able to, you know, get through them.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great point. We do all go through things and talking about those things is important because sometimes we pretend like, we're the only ones going through those things and as we're going to talk about today some of these things that we go through and some of these things that may be a little taboo or that people don't like to talk about or like you said they're sensitive topics but they need to be talked about so that way everybody knows you know what could potentially happen to them or what is out there or what is really happening. Sometimes we think as a business owner oh it's just owning a business and running a business. There's so much more that goes into that you know we're going to talk about some of those things today.
0: Yeah and this topic, compensation, is kind of a, a sore spot for me and not in the sense because, you know, I always enjoyed being compensated well and it was something something that was important to me that, you know, the people we brought on, that they were compensated well and that they shared in the success that we had as a business. But I'm sure for all of you listening, if you've had one employee or if you have a couple employees, uh, you're you have, or you're going to experience some of these things that we talk about, and um, you know, like I kind of, I wrote down this little sentence here of things that I thought about that's gone on in the past, and uh, questions we've gotten, and I wrote down, you know, do any of these sound familiar? So let's say you have a team of five or six people, and so some of the things you might start hearing are you know, Sally is paid more than Lisa, and Lisa finds out that Sally's getting paid more, so now Lisa's angry, right? And then Bob wants to know if he gets overtime, although you're sitting there scratching your head because he got $1,000 in a bonus for the extra time that Bob worked, for example. And then there's Jackie who asked to work full-time from home, but then everyone else wants to work full-time from home. And Paul has exceeded his allotted vacation days due, so everyone else wants to know, are we gonna? Are you gonna pay Paul to take the days he needs off now with his family to take his kids to the dentist, for example? And then Kevin's upset because he hasn't received a raise, although as a company and as an owner, you decided to cover his, let's say, cell phone, and, which added $1,500 to his compensation. These are all things that we've seen
1: yeah we've seen a lot of those things and i think that you going into being a business owner owner you're forecasting that it's going to be this pretty blue thing and then all of a sudden you've run into things like this where an employee has to take off or they've got to take off more or they're requesting you know for you to pay for their cell phone or for a laptop or uh, you know, right now we're running into the whole COVID thing. With some of our people have kids, and how are we figuring that out? And some people don't have kids, and um, so how do how do you make everybody happy without having to sacrifice your business and, and what that looks like?
0: Yeah, and you know, it's so hard because these people that work for you and with you are you're close with them, you care about them, and. It, you're you're sitting here and you want to do everything for them just like you do, you know, one of your family members or, you know, but you just can't. You can't do everything, right? And I think one of the biggest things that we tried to start streamlining this year and which is, you know, the first thing for everyone to think about. Um, and I do want to say for everyone listening, we're going to kind of walk through these five things today on the podcast and then we are going to, in next week's podcast, we're going to bring in an attorney, uh, an an attorney who knows more of the laws on how you have to do things, because I am sure we have done some stuff wrong. I'm sure we're all doing some things wrong, and knowing what the rules are, and that's been my biggest thing as we've grown as a company, is, okay, do we have to do this the same for everyone now that we've had people you know, doing this. So the first thing that that we were going to cover of those five things to think about is how do you pay employees? And I'm not meaning, you know, the types of pay we're going to get into that, but if you bring someone in for similar positions, can you pay them different amounts? Do you like, do you set an amount, like say, all right, this position, the pay for this position is $30,000, for example, or you interview someone you really want them and they're getting paid, let's say $35,000, $36,000, can you offer them more money to bring them in? Of course, you can do that as an owner, but the the risk that starts coming in is when someone finds out someone else is getting paid more, right? Or that someone else is getting something that someone else is not. That's when it starts getting tricky. And that's exactly what happened in my situation was that I brought someone into our business before we became partners and the first person I brought in had 15 years of experience. And so in my mind, someone who has 15 years of experience, I'm willing to pay more than someone who does not have experience in our field. But then after a year or two, they're, if they're operating at the same capacity, what do you do?
1: Yeah, and we've certainly had that happen.
0: And so that's where, you know, having criteria in your systems and how you determine what people get paid based on their responsibilities and, you know, what they're taking on is really important so that they're very clear about what they need to do to start earning certain amounts.
1: And I think we had that discussion before where you actually laid out, okay, so coming into our company, this is that start pay then you know you can get to a level two or level three or level four or level five to start making more income, and sometimes it's hard to stick to that because you want to reward people. But yeah. as you continue to grow, as we've seen, you know, because when we started, we were pretty small, and. Um, We were pretty small and then we grew, and then we started seeing, you know, okay, well, we were bringing in people at this or that. And so, if you want to grow in the future, starting from the very beginning of having a a layout of what that looks like um, would really help out.
0: Yeah. And, you know, talking about paying people and wanting to reward them, it kind of leads in, and this is still under the, the first thing to consider on pay is. There's not just base pay. Like you can pay someone hourly salary, right? And have a base where people come in at based on certain criteria, but then there's also other kinds of pay, which is part of the other points we're going to go through, but before we move on to the next one, you know, on on our company and I we've I've moved it and Andre and I have moved it together is incentivizing. And so when I brought on my first employee, before we had joined forces. Uh, you know, in in our world, it's how many millions do you close? And it, I mean, it's a good amount to close one million. And then I had only closed ever two million. Like two million was like a holy moly, like huge number for me being this salesperson. So when I brought on my first employee, I looked at it and I said, all right, any month that we close, since you're joining me now, if we close two million, I'm going to give you this bonus, okay? And that was great. But then when I ended up hiring two more people in the next 60 days, all of a sudden we went having three more people now, we went to closing 2 million almost every month. So then I had to sit down and look at it because it's not fair to the second and third person I brought on. And I couldn't afford to pay them all the same bonus when we hit 2 million. So I had to sit there and re-kind of do it and say, all right, because now we're hitting two million every month, not just because of that first hire, but because of the second and third hire too. So I had to go back and say to my first hire, "Hey, I, I'm re, redraw- I'm you know redrawing out what this is going to look like. Now we need to hit two and a half million and three million, and here are the bonuses. And people aren't happy at first when you kind of redraw out what is expected, and so giving them the reason why." Trying to bring everyone into the picture, but I think the most important piece is that you need to be very clear up front that bonus and incentive type pays can change from year to year based on how many people are on the team, how profitable you are, because bonuses are supposed to be for extra work, for the company making a profit. And not only that, the last piece is. You want to reward what you want more of. You want people to know they're going to get rewarded. And we've done this wrong sometimes. You know, at one point we did bonuses based on closing deals. Well, okay, what if the deal doesn't close on time? And then people are mad. Should they get a bonus? Right? Like these are all things that we've struggled with as over the years we've changed our bonus structure a number of times and it's probably going to change again. Yeah. And so. And Andre and I had different bonus structures for our team. So that was challenging for doing payroll. And so it's like been this constant thing of like trying to get it to be the same, having everyone on the same playing field. But, you know, if somebody closes now 10 or 15 deals, they're going to get paid more than somebody who closes five deals. Because, you know, if they can handle and do a good job closing 15 deals, we're rewarding them. And we're rewarding them really well.
1: Yeah, it's an always a evolving, you know, something that's always evolving. Especially as you grow as a business, you know, you may need to realize that you're going to have to make tweaks and stuff like that.
0: So I, we get how hard it is on this topic, and so you're going to have to do some research. You're going to have to, and, and this is once again why we encourage everyone to surround yourself with like-minded people who are going through the same things. Not all of your friends own businesses and have to make these d- difficult decisions. And that's why we created the collab and have the Facebook group because we wanna have a place where you can ask these questions and find out what other people are doing because it might just help you tweak what you're doing and get it to a place that you feel really good about. And so, you know, those incentives, those bonuses, those commissions, your base pay and how you structure it is gonna be a work in progress and you need to express that to your people. And so that's gonna move us into the second thing just to consider as you're coming up with your compensation packages.
1: Yeah, so when you're coming up with your compensation package, you have to think about it as a whole. I think that at first as a business owner, you think to yourself, okay, I'm paying this person $10 an hour, $10 an hour times 40 hours a week times 52 weeks, okay, adds up to X, Y, Z. But then you also have to realize that you're giving them PTO, whatever other insurances you're giving them.
0: And I didn't know what PTO meant, so just in case anyone doesn't use that term.
1: PTO is paid time off. Um, so whether that's vacation time or personal days or sick days or you know family days, whatever that may be, um, you know, you you have to kind of include that in your compensation when you're looking at it as a whole. Yes, you know, you may only be paying your person X Y Z, but then when you add in their other benefits that you're adding to them, such as the PTO, you've got to, as a whole, think about it that way as well. Um, one thing that we certainly started to realize is maternity leave is a real thing. Hmm. You know, <laughs> especially as you grow, you know, you're gonna have people. It's a life thing. Um, you know, again, as a business owner, sometimes you think, well. I don't have to worry about that, but people are human, and they're going to go on maternity leave, and if you don't, or paternity leave, and if you don't have something in place, you're gonna, you get caught behind the eight ball in knowing, okay, well, what, what do I do? And not only what do I do, what does your state allow? What are the federal regulations that come with that? What are you required to give? What are you not required to give? So you want to make sure that you're looking at that um, as a whole as well.
0: And when we bring the Uh, employee attorney on to ask some of these questions because there are some of these that we don't even know the answers to give everyone here because when you are a small business, the same rules don't apply as they do to large businesses. You know, I've heard that as a company, a small business, you don't necessarily have to pay someone for maternity leave, but then there was a part of us, me being a mom of four kids, I didn't feel right about that. And those are all benefits that you need to express to people when they join your team. Because one of my our new employees who just had a baby, she had worked before for a number of years for another small business and never gotten any pay and took maybe two weeks off, and that broke wow. my heart. Yeah. Um. But then we have to remember, whatever we do for that employee, we do for future employees across the board. And it's and it's a hard thing. And no matter what, it's I feel like it's the same as with your your kids like employees and people that you work with all want to be treated the same and fairly and i get part of that but life isn't always fair and so there's times that you're gonna do things for some people over others and so you just need to ask them to please keep things confidential at times um and also make sure and we will ask this question like if we do this for this person do we have to do the same what is that what does our manual need to say um you know, we both, uh, on both sides of the state in our offices, we've had people who for just personal time, you know, had personal issues. They had to take more than even what they had in vacation. Do you do you pay them? Do you not pay them? What? How would you want to be treated? How can the rest of your team pick up the load? And then a lot of times they're going to want to know, well, what am I, you know, they're going to want that same treatment and reminding them of that. Yes, this person's getting extra pay right now, but... You know, I would do the same for you if you go through something in your life in the next however many months or years. But those are all really hard things because we try to sit there and think of the person, but then we have to step back and think of the business. Yeah,
1: I think that's the hardest part is that you want to do what's right for the person, but your business still has to keep running forward and at some point in time you've got to make that, that call or that decision that, you know, either you're going to move forward with or without that.
0: And if you think that by not offering stuff because you see it as it coming out of your pocket, I can guarantee you that if you don't treat people well and if you don't offer some of these things, you're going to lose people and it's going to cost you more money from turnover and having to train people and your company not, you know, offering a product or service the way that you could if you had people that were committed to you. Yeah. Um, the third one that you want to factor in, and we we are at the end of this going to add this all up, so you can see how you can present it to an employee. But the third item here to consider and go over with an, a new employee and your current employees is the other benefits. Not the, the we did PTO as one because there's lots of groups, but the other benefits like are you going to offer health insurance? And if you're not sure if you can offer health insurance when our team was only, I wanna say four or five people, as long as, and the rules are different for businesses under, I don't know if it's under 500 or under 100, but there are different rules based on the number of employees with health insurance. And as long as 50% of your group is opting into the health insurance, you can get health insurance through an insurance provider. So if you have five people, that are W-2'd, three of them need to be opted into health insurance. Or if they're six, three is fine too. So you've got your health insurance. Are you gonna pay for all of it, half of it, 75% of it? Cause you gotta do it across the board. Are you gonna do 401k matching, match an IRA? Are you going to do, you know, those are like the standard ones that I would feel make the biggest impact on people considering where they're going to go work. And then we've also added some small benefits that are very inexpensive as a business that I think go a long way, which is uh, we also offer long-term disability. So the people that work for us would get 60% of their pay if something would ever happen, and they get a certain amount of life insurance for their family if something happens to them.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, as you said, some of those, especially like the long-term disability um, and the the life insurance policy, they're pretty inexpensive, and people it goes a long way. But you also have to add that into your total benefit package of you know, sure. Once again, you're paying this person ten dollars an hour, but you know how much is that policy costing per day or per month or per week? It is part of their benefit package. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and there are calculators. The example we'll use at the end, there are calculators you can find online. Um, and then the last one that's really hard to put a dollar value on, but you still want to put it in there, are the non-monetary benefits.
1: These, these are great benefits that you offer to your team members as a part of coming to work for you, right? So one of the things that we do is we allow, we started allowing our team members to work from home one day a week. Um, in retrospect, it really worked out for us because during COVID then we were already ready or we have winter months and sometimes everything would shut down and you can't travel. Well, good thing we had started doing the work from home thing because then we were prepared to do that. But working from home is a nice little benefit And sometimes you have to make sure that they understand that that is a privilege. It is not a right to work from home, right? We want them to feel like I like working for this company. They allow me to work from home one or two days a week. And that's a benefit. Yeah, it doesn't have a monetary value, But it's kind of nice when they can wake up with their kids in the morning and they're not rushed around or they don't have to rush out of work to go pick up their kids from school. Um, I don't
0: know if I'd call it a benefit to work with your children around you. (laughs) That's why those of us who have the most kids always go into the office.
1: This is true. This is true. I only have a dog, so he's always with
0: me. Yes, I know.
1: Um, Half
0: day Fridays, we've done that. Yeah,
1: half day Fridays. That's also a benefit. And I don't know if... I feel like you can almost put a monetary value on that. You know, they're not working for Yeah, half no, the day. you're right.
0: We could, I didn't factor nope. it into my calculation, but you could do that, right?
1: Yep.
0: Um, and gosh, there's so many other ones that, you know, even like wearing jeans on Fridays or yes. like anything that's like outside of the normal corporate y type of environment, flexibility, leaving. Like if you have, we have a ton of parents on our team and, you know, we don't do the punch the clock, it's get your work done. And since they get compensated based on what they close each month. So they will say, Hey, I've got dentist appointments at, you know, eleven or one or two. And it's like, great, go do it and then finish what you have to do when you get back. You can't do that if you work at a local bank, if you work at some companies, like they just don't allow it. Um, um, and so those all need to be pointed out because like Andre said, it's a privilege. And so what I'm going to do is I am going to go through with you the example that I put together with the numbers and we'll put it in the show notes um, so that you can do the same thing when you meet with your employees. Because I think it would be good to see how you should present this to an employee because if an employee comes to you and says, I'm only making this, I'm getting a job offer, you need to be able to sit down and point these things out year in and year out. So the example that I wanted to go through is of someone that you pay a salary with bonuses and they get the benefits we just talked about. And so, and you should use this when you're budgeting, when you're meeting with them. So let's say this employee that you're hired, they have a base salary of $35,000. So 35,000 is what, you know, they typically will see. And then let's say, that they've earned on average $5,000 in bonuses, okay? So instead of when you sit down with them, just saying, all right, you're getting paid 35, plus the 5,000, $40,000 is your compensation. You need to then start factoring in the other thing. So there are these calculators. So I went in and put in, we have 13 holidays. So we have a really, really deep holiday schedule at our company. And then we give everyone, when they join us, 13 paid time off. Now that includes a sick day or two. It includes,
1: you know,
0: all that stuff. Um, That's what they get for the first two years that they're with us. And then we start adding on. So I use the 13 days for holidays, 13 for PTO. And then I put in, it asks for what are you paying as a business owner for workman's comp? You have to, if you don't have employees, you don't need to pay for it. If you have employees, you have to buy workman's comp so i used one percent for workman's comp i used um, for unemployment insurance 150 dollars for the year for an employee if you're if you haven't had a lot of claims yet and then it also asked in the calculator how many breaks a day does somebody take do they not work they're doing whatever chit chatting and taking a break we put 30 minutes right and it might be more but it might be less uh, i then put in for health insurance we pay you know, 75% of the health insurance. So I used $320, which is pretty equivalent to what it costs for us to pay for someone's health insurance. And then I put in $10 for life insurance and disability, and I asked this calculator to show me what the total compensation package was for an employee who had these benefits and was paid this amount. So instead of it being $40,000 for the base and the bonus, the total employer investment with those things factored in is 48,770 and that doesn't include because of that 48,000 it also gave me a value and said of that 48,000 that you're paying as an employer 6,000 of it 6,500 is total time that they're not working that you've paid them which is a good amount
1: a good chunk and pay somebody.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, you know, and what what the calculator does is it's not just those hard numbers, it's factoring in what you're paying in payroll, in employer expenses, you know, and the those insurances and those other things so that you can go sit down with someone and say, hey, look, I know, you know, for them it's not even 40. Their paychecks are going to be probably netting down to 32, 33, but they need to see, hey, look, it's really you know, forty nine thousand dollars. It's a almost a fifty thousand dollars pay package yeah. that they have, and and it's hard to see that when you've never owned a business or had to see the side of of what you're doing as an an employer. I didn't know this stuff until we did it, and also showing the value of look, we we've, we've paid. We're paying for sixty. We're paying sixty five hundred dollars for you to not work these days, and. Because if somebody then uses up all their days and they want more time, you need to decide then, did they take it unpaid? You know, And having stuff visually in front of them, it, I think is a very helpful thing for people because it's just harder for them to understand. So I would encourage everyone to go check it out. We will put this in the show notes and a link to one of the calculators that are online. There's a bunch of them. But we're hoping that this conversation will help you as you're preparing to, you know, build your teams, hire your first employees and make decisions on this stuff because it will most likely be one of the largest expenses that you will have on your profit and loss reports. And so we thought it'd be great to talk about it. And some of the questions that we're not sure if we're doing right or wrong, and you might not be sure either, is where stay tuned because next week we're going to bring someone back and ask, hey, are we doing this right? Are we doing it wrong? Should we do this differently? And how do we protect ourselves?
1: So thank you for joining us, collaborators. We hope that this information was useful and helpful to you and can hopefully help you um, eliminate some of the mistakes that we have that we have uh, made during our process, and most importantly, get you thinking about some of these things as you start to build a team. You know, what does your salary compensation look like? What does your holiday pay look like? These are things that you don't think about to begin with, but at least if you can start to think about those things, those seeds will be there in your head. And don't forget to make sure that you join us on our free Facebook page, where we're gonna give you some more extra tips and extra freebies, um, extra advice. Always make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Visit us on our Facebook page, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We really would love for you to subscribe to our podcast. (laughs) If you didn't get that. And of course, make sure to check us out at thecollablife.com. I hope you collaborators have an amazing day.
0: Bye, see you next time.